Moses League. Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. We're going to do a preseason trials week one review. Overall, I thought it was a bit scrappy with a lot of errors, but you know you can't really expect much more than that since you know it's only a trial game. Um, but it was great to see the youngsters rip and tear. I really, really enjoyed most of those games. It was really, really fun to watch. While some felt like reserve grade games. And obviously, you can't really expect much more than that, again, because it's a trial game. Not many of the stars are going to be playing. Most of the games were really, really fun to watch, and it was a great insight into what teams may look like in 2022. So we'll start off with the Raiders versus the Roosters. The first game, I thought it was a very Raiders-dominated game with the Raiders rookie, Xavier Savage putting on an absolute clinic. I thought he was outstanding. I thought that he has a lot of talent that I can't wait to see in 2022. I reckon he's going to be the fullback for the Raiders. Honestly, I think he has so much potential and so much speed, so much raw talent. You've got to put him in that one jersey. If that means that Charns has to go and he has to play in the centers. I mean, I think Charns is a really good center. He's played a lot of center Obviously, in those international games and in those Kiwi games, in the Maori All-Stars games, he's played centre before and he does a really good job there. And if that means we have to shift him into the centres or into another role, I honestly don't mind it. And I'm thinking about it. I'm considering it. And I know that people are going to disagree. I know people are going to say that Charles is way too talented to be playing in the centres. And I agree. I think he's a great fullback. However, the young gun coming through at the moment, Xavier Savage, has got to play in the one jersey. I think he definitely deserves it. He's got so much raw ability in X-Factor. I actually didn't mind Chance in the halves, which is a scary thought. I actually didn't mind him in the halves at all. I know they've obviously got Jack Whiten and Jamal Fogarty there, but honestly, I don't mind it. I don't mind Chance playing a running six role. I think he'd go really well there. Be very interesting to think about. I personally would love to see Xavier Savage at one. And hey, look, at the end of the day, Chance most likely is going to get that number one role. And if he does, geez, how good of a 14 would Xavier Savage be? Coming in late in the games, running around those tied forwards, having a huge impact on that side. I would love to see it. I'd love to see Xavier Savage somewhere in that 17. If he's somewhere in that 17, I am happy. Big season ahead for the Raiders. I can't wait to see how Jamal Fogarty goes in the seven role. Can't wait to see how Jack Whiten and Jamal Fogarty combine. It'll be a very interesting season there for the Raiders. Talking from a Roosters perspective, though, not really too phased by that game. It was pretty much a reserve-grade side. Not phased by that game at all. I think Roosters round one are going to be a really, really scary thought. Moving on to the Manly versus the Tigers game. Again, it was another game that was pretty much dominated by one team, and that team was the Manly Seagulls. And you know why it was a Manly-dominated game? Because it was pretty much, other than Ben Trevojevic uh, and a few other guys in that side, it was pretty much a first-grade starting 17. So, look, there's a lot of people saying that Madge is under pressure. And I get it. He somewhat is. However, he had a reserve-grade side pretty much out there. Now, I get it. There were some starters in that side. But it wasn't really a starting 17. All I'm going to say here is don't put the Tigers under too much pressure yet. Don't talk too much shit about the Tigers yet. We still haven't seen Jackson Hastings. There's a bunch of players we still haven't seen yet in that starting 17. 
They've just named the leadership group for that side. It is going to be a very interesting season for the West Tigers. I wouldn't really be looking at any of the trial games in detail unless there was a definite starting 17 in that side. Not so much manly as an example since, again, they still had a few reserve grades guys in that team, but they still had the likes of Tom Travojevic. They still had the likes of Daly Cherry Evans and Kieran Foran. They still had these guys that are first graders in their side. Look, I wouldn't really be judging the West Tigers at all on that game. I think they had a pretty decent game and honestly can't wait to see how they go. The game after that was the Warriors versus the Storm. Now a Storm side filled with these rookies is still a side that makes me want to shit the bed every time they walk out onto the footy field. It is a scary side, and it's scary the amount of rookies they have coming through that are just rippers and tearers, that are just goers, that are just these players that have this winning mentality under Craig Bellamy that is just so entertaining to watch. Honestly, Melbourne was so entertaining to watch on that day. It was unbelievable. Jack Howarth now... I've talked about this guy a bunch. The gurus talked about this guy a bunch. There's a bunch of people, a bunch of experts that have talked about this guy and the absolute freakish ability that he has, the the fact that he can just come out and absolutely dominate games, especially those reserve grade games where he plays lock and just is so versatile within that side. It is unbelievable to watch. He's unbelievable to watch. I thought he played outstanding. He came in and put pressure on the Warriors early. He was putting some massive shots on. He was just an absolute animal. Absolute animal. Took some really tough carries. Wouldn't mind seeing him as a back rower coming off the bench for that Melbourne side. He's just an absolute monster. Please, 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 if you're going to remember one name from this podcast, Jack Howarth, remember the name. Pretty much the highlight of the game, though, was Xavier Coates scoring off his first touch of the football. It was unbelievable. One touch, knocked off a defender, puts it straight on the line. It was just so freakish. It actually excites me. It actually excites me, ladies and gentlemen, for 2022 because he could be anything. He could honestly be anything under Craig Bellamy. It's it's just a scary thought. It's a scary thought, which again, makes me want to shit the bed every time I see it. Xavier Coates, 2022. He's going to be a monster, and it's scary. It's 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 literally making me shit my pants as we speak. I'm shitting my pants, ladies and gentlemen. I'm shitting myself because I don't want to come up against Melbourne at all this season because I'm just afraid that we're going to get absolutely annihilated. And when I talk about we, I mean the South Sydney Rabbitohs, my born and bred home team. I'm actually scared. I'm really, really scared for how good the Melbourne Storm is going to be in 2022 it's their last year with some of the guys in their team which is just it's just gonna motivate them to play really good football so yeah really really scary thought there Warriors on the other hand looked really good as well Marcelo Montoya scored a double uh it was really really effective passing to him I think it was on the left edge um he was sensational there was a couple of guys in there I thought played really well didn't mind Chanel Harris Devita at fullback, to be honest. I thought it was all right. Wasn't the best, but it was all right. I reckon he's a really good seven in our game. Um, but he does a pretty decent job at fullback. He did a pretty decent job. I think it was his first time he might have played there as well. So he did a pretty decent job. 
be interesting to see how the side looks going into this week, which I'll do a podcast on on Thursday. So make sure you get you stay tuned for that. The preview will come out on Thursday. But talking about the review, the review of this week one of the trial match, uh, the Warriors, I thought, looked quite good as well. Uh, but it, was, it wasn't was a storm-dominated game, I would say, but the storm looked unreal. It's probably a really, really dangerous storm. And that's even considering that most of their stars weren't even playing. So... I'm worried, especially for Souths. I'm really worried and I'm excited to see the Storm rip and tear in 2022. Moving on to my home team, the South City Rabbitohs, who took on the North Queensland Cowboys. I really, really enjoyed watching the young guys rip and tear. It was quite entertaining. It was quite entertaining to watch the young guys, the future of our game, Peter Mamenzelos looked quite good at a dummy half. I'm sort of spewing that Blake Taff and Lachlan Elias were ruled out, but, you know, we lived on. Jacob Gagai looked quite decent at fullback. Um, I, I'd still prefer Latrell and I'd still prefer Taff, but I liked Jacob Gagai and how he looked. He actually looks a lot like Dane Gagai, like in appearance-wise. He looks a lot like Dane Gagai, which sort of threw me off a bit. I was like, hold on a second. Didn't you go to the Newcastle Knights? Didn't you go to Newcastle? And I was like, oh, wait. That's that's not Dane Gagai. That's Jacob. But anyway, um, look, from South Sydney, it was a quite a decent game. Again, there were some impressive moments from both sides. But, you know, at some points, it sort of just felt like a reserve-grade game. And again, I'll reiterate, it's a trial match. It's sort of just supposed to feel like that. But, yeah, it, it wasn't really the highlight of the week. Like, it wasn't a game that I'd go, oh, it's so good, I enjoyed that with a beer with the boys. Nah, it wasn't one of those games. It was sort of uh, quite a chill sort of reserve-grade type game. The interesting part is we got to see a few guys that we haven't seen in a while, some older heads. For example, Brendan Elliott, who I haven't seen since he played in replacement of Tom Trevojevic early last season. Um... And I thought he looked quite decent in the centres. We didn't get to see much of him. I don't think he had that many carries of the ball either. Um, I would have loved to see a bit more of him and and see how he would have gone. Um, But it was quite a good game from the Cowboys, especially considering it was a reserve-grade side. Again, it's quite scary, the talent that they have. And I didn't really realise the youngsters that they had until watching that game. Just sitting there watching guys like Dejan Arcee and his halves partner, Jake Burke. Jake Burke, by the way... I thought was quite impressive. He was doing some wonderful things there with the football. A guy that really impressed me and sort of went under the radar as well was a guy, the number 19 here for the Cowboys, Jaden Hodges. Now, I've heard that he's played for Manly before. I don't really remember him too much, but he's a dummy half. And I thought that he played really, really well. So if you're looking for someone to look out for for 2022, um, to sort of have a bit of a breakout, I wouldn't say a breakout season, but someone to sort of come through the ranks. I'm not sure how exactly how old he is, uh, but Jaden Hodges, the number 19 for last week's game, he came on and played dummy half. I think it was for the rest of the game, and he, he really impressed me. So Jaden Hodges, one to look out for there. Uh, I thought it was a really, really decent game, though. Uh, from the Cowboys, especially, again, since it was a reserve-grade side. Now, moving on to probably the game of the week. 
The Titans versus the Broncos. 26 all. I thought this was an unreal game. I thought it was such an entertaining clash. We talk about entertaining clashes. This one was next level. Again, definitely the highlight of my week. Both teams put on an absolute clinic and it was quite hard to separate the two, to be honest, especially at full time when the score was 26 all. Now, a guy that really stood out to me was Kobe Hetherington. He was unbelievable. He had a huge impact on that Broncos side. He was taking some really tough carries, doing all the dirty work essentially in that number 13 jersey. He was on for the first 20 to 30 minutes. He had a quick break and then he came back on in the last 20 or so minutes of the game and blew me away. He blew me away. Now, a lot of people had been sort of talking him up and I wasn't really paying attention to those guys. I didn't realize the potential that Kobe Hetherington has. He's definitely one to watch. The carries that he was taking in that trial game, I'm honestly scared to see what he can do come round one. I think they are actually versing my team, the South City Rabbitohs. So it'd be very interesting to see Adam Reynolds come up against the old club. Still feels weird saying that, but you know, I think it's sort of going to Sort of going to get used to it. As sad as that sounds, I'm sort of going to get used to the fact that Adam Reynolds is no longer a South Sydney Rabbitoh, which sort of breaks my heart a bit. Um, but it'll be very interesting to see how he comes up against the South Sydney Rabbitohs, how he goes with this new side. Haven't seen him play in a Broncos jersey yet, so that'll be very interesting. I think weird to see as well. I've heard that he'll be ruled out of this trial game. I don't think he's going to be named. Allegedly, it's because of general soreness, so... Uh, I'm not sure as to why he's out, really. If that's bullshit, I don't know. But from the reports I'm hearing, he's set to be ruled out of this week's trial game. But come round one, I reckon he's going to be an absolute weapon. And I think he's probably going to be the buy of the year for every club, to be honest. He's going to be the buy of the year overall. He is just such a sensational player. He's pretty much exactly what Brisbane needed, so it'd be very interesting to see him and how he goes. Talking more so about the game on the weekend, though, it was very, very interesting, and I really liked it. Someone from the Titans that I think played really well was Tanner Boyd. I think Tanner Boyd played quite well in that nine role, considering he is a half. He's sort of in the Ben Hunt sort of category as he's a half, but he plays really freaking good at nine, so... Tanner Boy, definitely one to watch as a utility. I reckon he'll be playing in that 14 jersey for the Titans. If it's not Will Smith, it's Tanner Boyd. Honestly, to be honest, if Toby Sexton wasn't there or if Toby Sexton underperforms, which I don't think he will, I think Toby Sexton is going to go really well and I hope he does. But if it's, not, if it's not the case, I'd love to see Tanner Boyd rip and tear at seven with AJ Brimson. I'd love to see it. The next game, which was the first game to kick off that Sunday, was the Sharks versus the Penrith Panthers. Again, another game where one team really stole the show. The Penrith Panthers youngsters are quite scary. Panthers won 34-6, and I think the main reason that they played so well was because of their halves. Their halves were outstanding. Sean O'Sullivan and Kurt Falls. Now, it's quite an interesting conversation that no one's really bringing up at the moment as to who is going to replace Nathan Cleary while he's out for the first few rounds. We don't know how long exactly Nathan Cleary is going to be out. All we know is that he's not going to be there round one. So 
it's probably either going to be Sean O'Sullivan or Kurt Falls. For me, I wouldn't be surprised if Sean O'Sullivan gets it. I think he's an outstanding half with a lot of confidence that he will get it. But Kurt Falls, damn, really showed him up. He had an outstanding performance and his goal kicking was just superb. It's almost like Nathan Cleary taught him how to kick. He basically mimicked Nathan Cleary's kicking style. Uh, and I think just generally his playing game was sensational as well. So Kurt Falls, definitely one to watch there for the Penrith Panthers. And I think he'll definitely get that. Well, he could definitely get that seven spot if Sean O'Sullivan doesn't get it. I think it's a big race between these two guys. Wouldn't be surprised if they end up in the halves together again for this trial match. And I think it's purely because of the fact that um, they will sort of be fighting it out for that seven roll come round one. Now, the Sharks, while they did lose 34 to 6, I thought that there were some good signs in there from the Sharks, but I was more so focused on Penrith and how good they looked. They looked sensational. Another guy that is one to watch as well is Isaac Targo. Now, there's been a lot more talk about him than there has been about Kurt Falls, but Isaac Targo. Now, I said to everyone and I argued my case that Christian Crichton was going to be the starting centre since they bought him, since he was playing really good footy at the Bulldogs. But now I'm sort of inclined to go with Isaac Targo. I know now why people have been hyping him up so much. He looks sensational. He looks unreal. So, yeah, Isaac Targo, definitely in consideration for that center role. I actually think now he will get it for sure come round one. I think he's going to play a lot of starting football for the Penrith Panthers. Also, a little discussion to talk about before we move on to the Eels and the Dragons. Braden Trindle is likely to be suspended for the first two games of the season. Now, I think everyone I know, including myself, has backed Braden Trindle to get that starting seven spot for the Cronulla Sharks. But he's not going to be there for two weeks. Who do you give it to? Do you give it to Matt Moylan, who is arguably in somewhat scary form, according to Braden Hamanueli? Do you give it to Connor Tracy, who is just an absolute freak everywhere he plays in that side? Do you give it to Luke Metcalf, who is only going to be at the club for one more year before going off to the Warriors? So... I think it'd be quite strange to give it to him. But, you know, it is only for two games if they are confident that Braden Trindle is going to be that number seven, which I'm quite confident he will be. Braden Trindle, he is superb. But who is going to take that seven jersey for the first few games? Very little interesting conversation there. I can't wait to dive into that further. Moving on, though, to the Eels and the Dragons. This one was a really tight grit and grind game. Some good signs from both teams. But look, I love a bit of grit and grind in my games. I love a bit of grit and grind in every game. Bring back the biv, all that. But when there's a send-off every five minutes at one stage, it kind of gets a bit ridiculous. It gets a bit ridiculous in terms of send-offs every five minutes. If you're going to send someone off every five minutes for a bit of rough and tough grit and grind or something completely accidental, a.k.a. the Tyrell Fuimayano kick, which unfortunately ended the season of Hayes Dunster. And look, I am spewing. I would have loved to see Hayes Dunster, a full year of NRL under his belt. 
Would have loved to see it. Hayes Dunstar is such a talent on that wing, but it was an accident, and that's the truth, and we just got to live past that. I wish Hayes Dunstar, by the way, all the best in his recovery. I said it on my story the other day. It is really unfortunate that we don't get to see any Hayes Dunster in 2022. He did his ACL, his PCL, and his MCL. He did all the CLs, which is quite unfortunate. Uh, and I really do wish Hayes Dunster all the best. Again, it was an accident. Tyrell Fuimayano could get five to seven weeks. I think four weeks would be fair enough. Five to seven weeks is a long time in rugby league. It is a long time. It takes five to seven weeks to get used to a consistent starting 17. That's how long it takes. Five to seven weeks. It's a long time in rugby league. And I think Tyrell Fuimayano is going to be spewing that he's not going to be a part of that. And the reason he's going to be spewing is because Anthony Griffin could have already picked his team. And he's coming back into that side and he's not really going to have a spot in that starting 17, which is quite unfortunate. Um, It really, really is. It's unfortunate for Hayes Dunstar, who is now going to miss a season. It's unfortunate for Tyrell. And it was a complete accident. But, you know, it is what it is. A suspension is necessary. But, yeah, five to seven weeks. It's a long time in rugby league. But look, moving on to a bit of a lighter note, though, they are persisting Jermaine Asako, which I think would be a decent replacement, a bit of flair, a bit of X factor. Don't really mind it at all. And if they get Jermaine Asako, I think it'll be a nice little addition to that side. Well, the Eels looked quite good in some aspects as well during that game. Uh, and it'll be very interesting to see them with all their stars in 2021. Really liked Ray Stone. I thought he was really tough in that game. Took a lot of tough carries. That's what you really want to see from those lock forwards. The Dragons, I thought the youngsters looked really good, especially Tyrell Sloan. Even though he was playing on the wing, he had some parts in that game where he really stood out. For me, though, definitely not a winger. I think he's a fullback, and I think that's where he needs to solidify a spot because I think he'd be so, so damaging there. Don't think Cody Ramsey's the go at fullback. I'd love Cody Ramsey as a winger just because of the pure speed. But when we talk about X Factor and the raw talent in that side, it is Tyrell Sloan. So I'd definitely keep him in that fullback role. Don't think he's really a winger in that side. But to wrap up that game, though, both sides played quite well and both sides showed some really good signs. Moving on to the Knights versus the Bulldogs. With the Titans and Broncos game being the game of the week, this one had to come in in close second. I loved the intensity, and it was great to see some of the young guns perform well. I thought Matt Dufty was sensational. I thought Matt Dufty really stood out in that Bulldog side. I reckon he's going to be the buy of the year for them. For specifically the Bulldogs, I think Matt Dufty is definitely their go, their buy. He really, really, really stood out in that side. And I'm really excited to see how the Bulldogs go in 2022. There were some really good signs in that game. Paul Alamotti, don't give up on this kid just yet. He's seven years old. It was sort of his first first grade game. I mean, he was coming up against first grade players like Kalen Ponger, like Tyson Frizzell and so so on and so forth. Dan Gagai, I think he was marking out there as well. Maybe it might have been Bradman Best. doesn't really matter who it was because... 
that's a tough challenge. Two of arguably some of the best centers in the game coming up against you, you're obviously going to be in a bit of strife. And again, he's still in school. He's still 17 years old. Don't expect too much from him yet. I think he's going to have a really, really big year for the Bulldogs. Really like the talent and the X factor. And he showed some quite some quite good signs as well in that game. I know he got absolutely hammered. But then again, I'm going to say it a third time. He's only 17 years old. He's got so much talent. If you've seen his highlights, you know he's got so much talent. Some of the things he's done in his reserve grade games just blow me away. So... As I said, don't give up on this kid just yet. He's definitely one to watch in this 2022 season. I think a performance that really went unrecognized, though, was that of Matt Croker. I thought he took some really tough carries, and he just looked so good in that game, especially for a front rower. Not the biggest front rower you've ever seen in your life, but he, I thought, was really, really good. Now, I've talked to a couple of my mates. They didn't. He didn't really stand out to them, but for me... Just to come, some of the carries he got, he was consistently coming in for the ball. Really like that from Matt Croker. And due to that, I think that you're going to see him a lot more on that Knights bench in 2022. He's going to be a really, really cool forward to watch. He's quite young too, Matt Croker. He's 22 years old, so he's definitely got a lot of footy left in him. Really, really solid front rower in my opinion. As I said, took some tough carries and ended up racking the most tackles for the club as well. Ended up making the most tackles in his team. He made nearly 30 tackles in that game. 27 tackles. Great effort there for a player that's only played a few first grade games. Maybe even one or two. So great effort there from Matt Croker. Shout out to Kobe Ruggless as well. I thought he, I thought he could throw a great pass out of dummy half. Forced the line dropout as well. So... He played a, quite a decent game, and that's not the only reason I think he played a good game. He just looked tough as well. He looked really, really fit. I think he could definitely be a selection there for that starting nine role for the Knights. If something happens to Chris Randall or, you know, even if they just pick Kobe Ruggles over him, I think that could definitely happen. Really liked what I saw from Kobe Ruggles there, so shout out to him. Also, if you're looking for someone to watch in the Harold Matthews Cup, his younger brother, Zane Ruggles, is playing there as well. Even though Souths in that Howard Matthews Cup haven't been going too well, Zane Ruggles is definitely one to watch there. I think he has a lot of potential. Well, there you go, guys. That was all of the games. That's the review done. I will name my rookie team of the week. So when I do these reviews for the trial games, I'll name my rookie team of the week. So for this week and next week for those trial games, this is what I'll be doing. This week, the rookie team of the week is as follows. Xavier Savage at fullback. I thought he was outstanding and really showed a lot of talent. I think I've talked enough about him before, so I won't really dive too deep into him. I've got Tyrell Sloan since he played there on the wing uh, in that game and Marcelo Montoya on the wings there. Both players played really well, talked about him before. Isaac Targo and Raymond Tuomalo Vega in the centres. Raymond for Manly, scoring a hat-trick in that game. I thought he played outstanding. Kurt Falls and Brad Schneider in the halves. Brad Schneider, I don't think I really dived too deep into, but I really liked him in the halves there. For Canberra, I think he's had some really great touches. He also scored a try, so 
He played 5-8 in that game, but I've got him here at halfback since I've got Kurt Falls also in the halves there. So Brad Schneider and Kurt Falls in the halves. Oregon Kafusi and Matt Croker in the front row. Oregon Kafusi, pretty much one of the leading stat guys in that game for the forwards. So um, great game from him. I actually thought he took some tough carries as well for that Parramatta side. And then we obviously talked about Matt Croker just then. I've got Tanner Boyd at dummy half. Thought he had a great game. Jack Howarth and Corey Jensen in the back row. Jack Howarth we talked about. Corey Jensen, though, many people are going to say that he didn't have the best game. I thought he was outstanding as well. Thought he took some tough carries there for that side. Kobe Hetherington at lock. He's just an absolute beast and a workhorse. Definitely remember his name. Corey Pakes, Ezra Mam, Selwyn Cobbo, and Paul Adamotti on the bench. Paul Adamotti, I still think he did some great things in that game. Even though it wasn't his best game, I did see some good signs from him. Uh, Corey Pakes was unbelievable in that Brisbane game. I'm not sure how I forgot to touch on him before, uh, but he was really, really good. Ezra Mam, really great touches in that Brisbane game. Wouldn't be surprised to see him at the six. And then Selwyn Cobbo, he is just such an absolute weapon. Definitely had to be there in the rookie team of the week. Thank you for choosing Big Lezzers League and all rugby league experience. Recommend this podcast to a friend, and I will see you guys in the next one.